Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. He's like, Mark, Mm -hmm. he gets, he comes into TC Intimate Zone. (laughs) Here we go. Amazing. And gives me the need for speed high five after my close up. The one, two, the one, two, the top to bottom, the top to bottom. (laughs) He gave you the one, two. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time. He's the first actor to have six consecutive $100 million grossing films. He's shrouded in mystery, and yet to many is one of the nicest and hardest working people. We love Tom Cruise. We are inspired by Tom Cruise. And while we work in Hollywood, we've never actually met Tom Cruise. So we're going to talk to some people who have. We'll hear some great stories, and maybe, just maybe, one of them one day will lead us to the man himself so that we can have stories of our own our own stories of meeting Tom Cruise. Gentlemen, a young woman gets mixed up with a disgraced spy who is trying to clear his name. The year is 2010. The young woman is Cameron Diaz. The disgraced spy is Tom Cruise and the movie is night and day. Welcome back, Cruise-tastic Cruise and Nots to a version of meeting Tom Cruise we've never done before. Joel, this is a first. This is a first. We're we're cutting out all our bits. We're trimming what? the fat. Just yeah, we're trimming. No, I question. came loaded with bits. I'm sorry. No question of the I'm week. I'm holding my no. kibbles and bits. Come on. <laughs> no, I was thinking just interview, not with a vampire, but with the very talented, hilarious. This guy, Alec, has Joel like energy. He's actor Mark Blucas. If his name doesn't ring a bell to you right away, seeing his face will immediately make you say, "Oh yeah." That guy's awesome. I am so excited for this. (laughs) With over 70 credits to his name, he's been in a bunch of blockbuster films, big time TV shows. Joel, he was an elite D1 and professional basketball player named number six of the top 10 sexiest men in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer slash Angel universe. Shut your face. Oh, yeah. He is handsome. But the feather in his hat has to be playing Rodney, the kind-hearted firefighter, in Tom Cruise's Night and Day. So, Joel. Yes. We're about to man-crush hard on this guy. Am I right? Big time. Big time. And I'll say, I'm just going to say, Alec, he goes through quite a conversion during this hour. This is true. Doesn't he, Joel? Alec really makes a change. This This is a big day for me, listening to this man talk about... Tom Cruise. Yep. This was something. Something yep. happened yep. here. I feel. I feel like Alex turned a corner. You know, I feel. Th- I feel like it was Blucas. Blucas finally got Alex to. You know, I've been editing our two-part uh, Eyes Wide Shut episode. It took me about uh, six and a half months to edit those things. But sp- spending, <laughs> we recorded it right after Eyes Wide Shut was released. <laughs> But I have to say, I'm just going to say this on the on the microphone right now. Spending all the time with all this, I'm like, eh, it's all pretty good stuff. Oh, there's something, there's something to this Tom Cruise guy. There's something <laughs> look, about him. Look what's yeah. happening, Joe. Yeah. He's converting. Yeah. He's converting. All right, listen. If you guys haven't, I still don't like you guys. Oh no, 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 oh, that's no, 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 no. Totally understandable. Okay. okay, fine. You're insane. You are. You are lunatic children, man. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. But Joel, this guy, Mark Blucas, he checks all the boxes, does he not? I mean, he, he yeah. restores houses. He makes movies. The guy yeah. just seems to crush life. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he really preys on every insecurity you and I have of not being real men. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wow. You and wow. I definitely, we, 
Listen, there was this one time when there was a firefighter that came to uh, in our old apartment. There was mm-hmm. some woman got stuck in her apartment. She got stuck like on the fifth floor because you pushed her down on the way to get. Out I did. Of I, listen, I was hungry. It was <laughs> lunchtime. She was in I my way. I get so it. the fireman came, tried to picture, you know, they're there, the trucks, they got the ladders. Yeah. And Jack was like three at the time. My oldest son was like three. And so Christy brought him out. To see the fireman. And not I, you. I, not you. Not me. The father no, didn't me. bring him out. No, 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 no. Christy did. You get the kid. I got to go first. And I, wa- <laughs> no, no, no. We were just watching them. We weren't needing to be rescued, Joel. Okay. This was well. some like 84 year old woman. She's dead now. Anyway, so <laughs> she, they, they, she brings them out. She brings Jack out to meet the fireman. I come out five minutes later. Standing there, some six, four guy is, you know, muscles top to bottom, yeah. handsome as all hell, just swooning Christy. And I knew in that moment, I was like, if he takes her now, it's I'm that's I just have to be like, yes, you win. I, <laughs> I have no, I'm not, <laughs> and the that's heels how I of feel. eyes wide shut. You went to bed that night and she, she, <laughs> <laughs> she gave you the Nicole Kidman monologue about the fireman. <laughs> yes. And then a, you woke up and there was just a firefighter's helmet on your pillow. <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> nice. <waiting> <laughs> <laughs> but but instead of going down a dark rabbit hole of insecurity and obsession, you just went, I get it. Yeah, I'm out. Fuck I that. was like, that's yeah, no, he I'm wins. Out. And I just went <laughs> and watched, I watched Netflix. Here's the keys. So so that's what I feel like. That's my long way of getting to say that this is Mark Lucas to us. The guy's just he's more yep. of a man to yep. us. So uh, yep. I know, Alec, um, I missed a few things in this interview to explain. So let's just tell the audience real fast. Uh if you haven't seen Night and Day yet, there's a scene in the movie we call the diner scene. And not only is it the best scene in the movie, but I think we can all agree it's one of our favorite scenes of all time. In fact, let's listen to a portion of it right now. Ooh. I'm Roy Miller. Ronnie Burst. I'm great respect for firemen. Appreciate it. The fact about it is, I don't think you guys get paid enough. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> You're on Engine 10. Yeah, Engine 10. Yeah. Have you taken your lieutenant's exam yet? No. That's a bitch. <laughs> is it, do, you, do you have to do a tour on that hall? What is it? Oh, Grove uh, Hall. That's that's where the action is. It's fastest way up the ladder. <laughs> House of Flames. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who are you? One more one more thing to talk about because we didn't really explain who this person is, and I'm there are people listening to this podcast that don't follow basketball. Tim Duncan. Uh, Joel, who is he? He's a five-time world champion for power forward for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I'm going to say this is not even debatable. He's the most underrated Hall of Fame basketball player of all time. I yeah, arguably top 10, right? In, I mean, the, in the pantheon of the greats, he, he, he is up there with Jordan and LeBron, and he doesn't get as much credit as they do, but he should. Yeah, and he's BFFs with uh, Mark Belukas. Yes, Alec. And just give us a give us a quick on. I know we talk about it, but give us a quick Coach K from Duke. Hi, Roni. She also went to Duke. My sister in law gets the most shout outs in the show. Mike Shashevsky. Mike Shashevsky. Mike Shashevsky. The, the winningest. The winning. He he he's got the most wins in NCAA history, right? If he's not, he should be, right? Yeah. I think he is. Yeah. Uh, both in championships and regular season games, he's he's a uh, professional or college coaching god. He uh, look him up. He's retiring after this season. Um, he he has been Duke's head coach for forty years. He's the Steven Spielberg of of coaches. He's the Steven Spielberg of coaches. He's the name yeah. that everybody yeah. knows. Yeah, like he's Coach K, and he's the he's and he the, uh, he duked and he duked Mitchell's kid <laughs> and he duked Mitchell's kid. Um, oh, and, wow. and yes, we understand it's confusing because his name does his last name begins with a K, but it's pronounced Shashevsky. Uh Here we go with Mark Lucas. Um, there are going to be moments here where we just don't even talk because this guy just blew our minds. So here we go. 
All right, buddy. We are super excited for yeah, our guest today. He he's an awesome mm-hmm. actor who's been seen on just about everything from TV series like Underground, The Fix, Necessary Roughness, and of course, Buffy. Huge films like We Were Soldiers in the Alibo, and uh, and of course, none better than the Hallmark Channel holiday rom-com that's a staple in the Meacham okay. household, Holiday yes. for Heroes. Joel, he's 6'2 shooting guard and actor, Mark Blue. Yes, and he's also, he's also oh. slightly unintentionally emasculating you and I just with his background alone. We'll get to that. Mark, thank you so much for being on a bot. It's a roll-up drop cloth that looks like a stone wall. (laughs) Just for the folks, it's it's got a good year sign. It looks from my vantage point like there's submarines and warships and tanks on it. Yeah, if we if we shift a little bit, I'm sure there's a punching bag, right, Mark? There must be. (laughs) I know. So yes, I'm a man. Yes, you are. Yes, you are right now. Mark, dude, thank you so much for being here. Listen, I, this is this is how we work this podcast, and and uh, we're going to ask you to do this for us. Obviously, the most important thing. Oh, I'm sorry, I always forget to mention this. I was going to say, <laughs> has he been in a Tom Cruise movie, Jeff? Yeah. Jeff just started doing this. Jesus, Mark. <laughs> I uh, dropped the ball on that one. Um, you guys, <laughs> l- listeners. This is, we just did a podcast talking about our favorite Tom Cruise comedic performances and probably our favorite comedic scene of all time is starring you. This is the film Night and Day and Mark plays Rodney. Folks, this is Rodney we have on the podcast, which is honestly, Mark, we're going to blow smoke this entire day. It's just one of the best characters. Really? And I will inhale it. I will (laughs) inhale this smoke. Um, Look, I've always felt like it was such an underrated movie and it was like, we'll get to the point where, you know, I've been binge listening. Okay. Like everybody does. And you guys do such an amazing job. And the fact that you guys like all like secretly love, hate each other and dig (laughs) each other. And then, but, but it's funny because I just got to thinking like the podcast is kind of like the movie Titanic. We all know the ending. He's a great guy. Everyone has an amazing, amazing experience he's hardworking and he's and he's generous and he does all these things but it's the journey and the love story that you guys have created with him <laughs> that we kind of want to go for along with the ride you know oh, what i mean oh thank you so jeff much and I, jeff and i frequently just... paint each other nude at 3 a.m so i'm glad i'm glad you, joel glad and you... i made love made love in a car Very in an accurate. old 1910 just model t ford my hands sweaty on the yep yes. there you go and at the, at the end of it all this thing's just gonna fucking sink but they'll be talking about it 100 years from now right and Alec, Alec is totally Billy Zane. Alec is Billy well, Zane. The, the sinking moment is when you guys actually get him on the yes. show. Like yes. now it's sink or swim. Like it, it, you guys are the movie. So anyway, congratulations <sighs> on Titanic. It's a huge, huge hit. I don't have, you don't have to save room for me on the, on that flat wooden board though. I'll just fucking get on the spot. But they'll oh. reach, they'll reach for you. <laughs> Dude, that means the world. Okay. Okay. So Mark, this is what we need from you. We need, we're going to give you two minutes because we love you yeah. already. Give us your your life in two minutes, birth to the moment you met Tom Cruise. Sum it up for us and blow our minds. All right, I will. And within this, there'll be a it, within this story that I've repeated a few times because, you know, the Hollywood game, you meet somebody where you of on course. a set, set life, where you're from, <laughs> what do you, you know, how yep. you get here kind of shit. Um, there are maybe a few TC references within oh, my story. Here, oh, we, go. Um, here we go. Acceptable. Okay. So, gr- yes. So grew up in Western Pennsylvania above above Pittsburgh. And people, whenever they would ask, you know, specifics like where, and I said it's the town right in between Deer Hunter and all the right moves. I see it. I can that see. That is a it. solid, solid example. And now you know exactly the town I'm from. <laughs> yeah, I had the. W- 
my high school was the movie Hoosiers. Oh. We won two state championships. I was Jimmy Chitwood. The whole town went to, went to every game. Yes. Um, and fun fun story. I was I was coaching uh, I was coaching Pee Wee football with Pete Berg when he was getting ready to do Friday Night Lights. Holy and I was shit. like, Pete, my this was my high school, but in basketball. And they would always have signs on their way to our playoff games and all the local businesses saying closed for the Yellow Jackets game. Good luck, Gerard. You know, this oh whole thing. God, He's like, dude, we are so there. putting that on the movie. Oh. And so there's the scene in Friday Night Lights where you see the bus yes. leave with the kids and all the businesses are closed yes. um, from Gerard, Pennsylvania, mind you. So wow. we go on. We win a couple of state championships. You know, I have a pretty pretty amazing recruiting process and get to go through all that because like all the right moves, that's my ticket out of town. Right. 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 That, that's your way out. Right. You didn't get and the high school girl pregnant. So you got to leave town. No, Thompson, <laughs> Leah Thompson was not around. Yeah. So, you know, we win a couple of state championships and I end up taking a bunch of, uh, you know, recruiting trips and visits. I signed to Wake Forest uh, before my senior year. I go, I play there. <laughs> For four years, we make the NCAA tournament. No big deal. You signed with one of the best basketball programs in the country. No big wait, deal. Wait, Joel. Wait till you hear who he played with. Well, you got to say it now because I was just with him last week for the Hall what? of Fame. And so Good. my senior year, this sounds like such a ridiculous story. And we will get to Tom Cruise. I swear to God. Um, but it's like I was a senior when Tim Duncan came as a freshman. And no. everyone thought he was going to get red shirted. He wasn't ready. And we had I was a senior captain, but I was a role player at Wake. I, I, I was kind of like Steve Kerr and John Paxson, like these guys where it's like, I make threes. I'm not going to turn the ball over. I'll play good defense. And that's awesome. <laughs> and I, I would always guard the other team star. So it was like Jason Kidd, Grand Hill stack, like every night's a hall of famer. That's funny because I was always like, guys, I'll, I'll watch the clipboard. I was that <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just to make sure you got, someone's got to have the Sharpie ready. Everybody needed a Joel. Everybody needed a that's Joel. Right. That's oh, wait, right. I'm sorry, guys. This is, Basketball. We're talking Alec, about, right? literally right don't now. talk. Okay. 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 Do okay. not talk in the next two right to now. five minutes. Okay, here we go. Right. Checking in. I was checking in. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, we had two kind of highly touted recruits. Our two other captains were kind of the like the stars. I'm like, you take the two highly touted kids. I'll take the kid from the Virgin Islands and take him under my wing and and and. And, and the kid they're going to redshirt and not care about. Of course, it turns out to be Tim Duncan. I sound like a fucking lying asshole. Yeah, sure, Lucas, you took Tim Duncan under your wing. Yeah, right. Uh, That's awesome. And so, uh, you know, we just kind of got to be, you know, kind of best buddies, the best man at my wedding. And last week, two weeks ago was the Hall of Fame. Um, and yeah. so it was up with him for the uh, for the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony, uh, which was amazing. Tim Duncan was the best man at your wedding. He was. I. I, <laughs> uh, I know it's been a charmed life and we haven't even got to cruise. We, we haven't even literally got to cruise. Right. I'm right. so uh, exactly. Uh. So I, I finished wake. I, I have, I ended up, I was an academic all American. I had scholarships to law school. I went to pro camp in Chicago. I got picked up to play overseas. So I did the European pro ball. Just, it's like hoop dreams. Just to say you got paid to play the game. I, I didn't sure. think it was going to be a springboard to the NBA. If I had a shot, maybe, but I did that and then um, was ha was happy with it, had some offers to keep playing, came back, was ready to go to law school, and they were shooting. I was back in North Carolina, and they were shooting a movie with another guest you have interviewed, Lisa Ann Walter, called Eddie, a basketball movie in Charlotte, North Carolina, where yeah. they needed a, white, a baby-faced white kid who could shoot. I led the <laughs> ACC in three-point shooting. I go and audition. I get this job. 
And that's the presentation into acting. I turn my back on all of law school. My parents are like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm moving to Hollywood. And they're like, don't ask for money. <laughs> so I, uh, I, You have um, led such a more I, I, interesting I, life than the three of us. It's amazing. Oh my God. Combined. No, not true, but it's been charmed. It's I've been, I've been very lucky. There's, there's no question. So I get, uh, I get to LA and, you know, and then I, I, I treat it like basketball. I mean, classes five days. I was a business major in college. I, this is all new, but I'm getting the right encouragement, get enough jobs. I eventually, my first, my first thing is a basketball thing. Or, am I, is it too many tangents guys? Is it too many? We, need, Mark, we, to, we are yeah. okay. so wildly entertained. Okay. Like this is so, why we're here. Day two, I'm, I'm Heather Graham and Bowfinger. I'm like, where do I go to be a star? <laughs> right off the bus. Right. Good and, reference. And it's a uh, and it's it's in a parking lot off of Coenga where they need three days of basketball extra work. And again, you use your past to inform your yeah, present. Yeah. Right. Like sure. And and it was a movie Pleasantville. Holy shit. Yeah. Man. Love that and, movie. And, and yeah, Gary Ross is, but it's an open call in LA, guys. You've been uh, three thousand kids show up. I got a couple of and, those. And Gary said, "All right, who play, who played in high school?" And everybody, he's like, "Y'all just want the fucking job." Who played in college? And I'm just thinking to myself, "Just please, no sports. Just, just please." And I raised my hand. I said, "Where?" I said, "Wake Forest." He's like, "On scholarship." He said, "Yeah." He said, "Like I go, I guarded Grant Hill and Jerry Stackhouse." He goes, "You stand over here." <laughs> so I went up to him. And I'm like, Mr. Ross, I don't have an agent. I don't know what the script is. I just got here. But if you need someone to like make shots off camera, uh, you know, I, I was a division one representative at the three point shootout, the final four. Like I, I can do that. If you need someone to yeah. If you need someone to choreograph the scenes, he's like, meet me at Warner Brothers next week. So I go, I go up there. We're shooting around. We're in this big hangar. And all I could picture was like Clooney on ER shooting around or like, like, a, like, a, right. this, like big hangar at Warner Brothers. And where he gives me the script. And so I'm cast as this extra who's going to like be on the team with Toby McGuire and in Pleasantville, you don't miss shots. So you have to make shots from everywhere. And we're talking about it and I'm walking out and I have this one handed backwards half court trick shot that I make more often than I should as a gag. And I'm walking out and I'm like, Hey, Mr. Ross, if I make the shot, you give me a line in your movie. He goes, you make that shot. I'll put you in the whole movie. I throw it up. Fucking A, that thing goes right in. Yeah, it does. Like, That's so like, cool. like, holy shit, holy shit. And I'm just saying to myself, bitch, be cool. Bitch, be cool. Walk <laughs> out. Walk out now. And so I, uh, so, so I leave and I actually, I shot the three days. I choreographed the scenes. This is days of film and not chip. So he's bringing out canisters for me to make shots because they need, they need the angle going in the basket from everywhere. So what? it was just one of those moments where I had much more confidence as an athlete than I did an actor. Right. And cause I was so green, didn't know what I was doing, but I made shots from every conceivable place. They went through only one canister of film. It was one of those moments where the whole crew just starts like clapping. They're like, who the fuck? Like, what was that? Dude. And, and then I'm wrapped. So I actually went back to Carolina to be with Tim because he was in the process of getting like going through the agent meetings and I was taking meetings with him. We we're just going through this whole thing and I'm there and Gary calls me in a meeting and I'm sitting in a meeting with actually Dale Earnhardt and Tim Duncan. Wait, wait, I'm wait, like, what? 
Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Wait. Listen, I started, roll a business, with it, Joel. I started a business with Dale Earnhardt when I, I know, and he would, Earnhardt would send his plane for me and I'd go and have meetings at the track. Like it was a crazy thing. I know, I'm, I know guys, bear with me. And so we're in this meeting. The audience Gary, can't see, we're sorry, listeners, you can't see us, but we are literally speechless because Joel and I, <laughs> Joel and I are, as much as you know, we're huge cruise fans. We're huge sports fans. So this is kind of blowing our minds. Alec, not well, so much. I, I, I've heard I've heard like, like like teases that you might cry in a podcast, but I've never actually seen this or heard the it. tears. I'm just trying to this get might be it. it's coming. I'm a little pu- I'm a little puffy today. And now commercials. All right, so, so you're back in Carolina, in, Dale Earnhardt. Back in Carolina, Dale Earnhardt, Tim Duncan, and Gary Ross calls me. Like, by the way, other than other than like my cruise moment, this is the pinnacle of my career. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was just it's plummeted since. But in this moment, I'm with everybody, and Gary calls, and he's like, "Hey, Mark, I'm watching Daily. He's like, you're great in this. I do want you in the whole movie. Like, come come back." Um, and which was important because I was still on the fence. I, look, I had the scholarships to law school. I had another life happening. I had this business sure. with Earnhardt. And, and so I was like, do I want to do this? But Pleasantville was like Joan Allen, Jeff Daniels, Toby McGuire, Reese Witherspoon, Paul Walker, yeah. like so many great yeah. actors, Don Knotts, it, it, that I got to watch. Because, again, you're from Western Pennsylvania. Hollywood is like sunglasses and drugs and earthquakes. Like, and that's it. It's <laughs> that's not, all you, that's it, all you in that know order. about Hollywood. In that order. Yeah, that's it's it. not the work ethic. It's it's not the way I looked at basketball or any of those other things. And mm-hmm. so I got to see people have fun but work their ass off. And that's right. important to me. And so it was a great it was a great way to set the hook that I was going to go and, and try to do this for a living. And, and so shit. I went back and, and kind of did it. So fast forward. And I'm cobbling together a career. I get really lucky and I meet I meet someone. I meet, I meet my wife in Los Angeles who has two kids from a previous marriage. She has a no headshot policy. If you have a headshot, I'm not dating you. So I, <laughs> I, I, I fucking fooled her. And, That's a great policy. And, and, and it was great because she had two kids from a previous marriage. They were eight and six at the time. And I remember calling Tim. I'm like, Tim, like, I think I met the one. And his first question was, have you had a fight? I'm like, ah, oh, good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like we have and he, and I said, listen, she's got kids from another marriage. Like it's not how we see it in our white picket dreams. You know? He's like, how do you feel about that? I'm like, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm not as shallow as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I might be a good person. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I tell you this because the it wasn't like a 50 50 with the ex. Like we had the kids full time. So we're dating for a few years. We end up she falls in love with my little town in Pennsylvania. Hoosiers, Little Gerard, Pennsylvania. And so we get married there. But as you guys can probably piece together, knowing me well enough now, I own a motorhome because I'm that guy. <laughs> yep. And I have this I have this vintage Airstream, but it's the motorhome. Yeah. You're our hero is what oh, you're trying oh, to get oh, at. Dude, just I, just, really I just spent two weeks in an RV. Well, I, want, I want to talk after the RV. Joel, Joel, you just did the RV trip, yes, right? Yes, yes. I want to talk big time about that. We'll talk about this. Yeah. And so anyway, so we, we drive the kids across country. We go to like four amusement parks, like five national parks. We get married in Pennsylvania. And from that point on, we have our first week to ourselves in our, in our courtship, in our, like this whole time, we've had the kids the whole time. And it's like, it was an Insta family, just add water. (laughs) And so we're by ourselves. We didn't make a honeymoon plan. We just wanted to drive the Airstream back across country and figure out a route wherever we want to stop. We stopped, we slept the first night in the beach in Lake Michigan. We just pulled down on the sand. And so we get to Whitefish, Montana. 
and we we get a cabin. We're in Whitefish, Montana. And after two days there, we were like, we don't have internet. We don't have cell service. We better just go check in with the world. We go to a coffee shop. It's like 10 in the morning and I have an email. Mark, we have an audition for you with James Mangold on a Tom Cruise movie night and day. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. My wife had a no headshot policy. Do you remember this part of the story? Yeah, we remember. Go on. We're in a motorhome with dogs. I can't Uh just get on a fucking plane. We're in a motorhome that she can't drive with dogs in Whitefish, Montana. And I it's it's 11 in the morning and I have a 9 a.m. audition with Lisa Beach. Yeah. She's like, you got to go. I'm like, it's our honeymoon. I'll just see if they can reschedule. She's like, it's Tom. I know Cruz. I know, <laughs> honey, honey. I don't know how I'll spend. I'll, I will spend our marriage trying to make this up to you. Like, I really, she's like, <laughs> yeah. we got to go. I'm like, you're going to have to drive this bitch a few times, a few miles. I got to learn these lines, right? You got to drive oh, the bus. And so we, we literally load up we start driving around the clock i'm trying to learn lines she's coming down the five i don't think that we're going to survive let alone make an audition um we get to la boom i get in the room with mangold and i'm a huge mangold fan like he's he's probably he's a top he's a top 10 top five filmmaker for me like he's just he's so rooted in story and character only makes great movies smart and so well done he just makes great movies and and so I'm a little freaked out over that. I know it's not like it's not like the chemistry reads that like Sarah and, and Malin had to do. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not like I'm playing the wife, but and Cruz isn't in the room, but it's mangled. And I'm like, still, don't fuck this up. Um, but I figure if I tell the I left my honeymoon early story, yeah. Oh, yeah. I might get the nod if it's a yes. close call. Yes. And you guys know, because as actors, we just want to make the final four. Just, <laughs> it, like there's too many people initially. But as an actor, I've always said it's not a numbers game. Just make it to the final four. Then it's like, oh, he's too tall or we want dark hair. Like then they piece it together. Right. Yep. But it's like, just make the final four. Now you're like, hey, now I got a 25 percent right. chance. And I'm like, so if I make the final four and I tell them I put my marriage at stake for this, <laughs> I, I could get the sympathy knock. And so sure enough, I get the gig. And. We're shooting in Boston, um, and but the script really wasn't written for Boston. So I fly up there, and I have, I have like a week and a half, two weeks of work, and I get there, and Mango calls and says, "Hey, we're gonna, we're just gonna. I just want to come to the diner. We're gonna come to the diner. Want to show you the location, meet Tom, and, and Cameron, and, and just kind of talk this whole big dance out of this whole scene, and." Then then I had like a day off and then I shot different scenes first. But we had a little bit of time to try to get that one right. Okay, because that was my question. So this was the the diner scene is not your first scene you shot. No, it's not my first scene. No. So but it's my first meet with TC. And and I'm already in my brain, as everyone does, (laughs) mapping out the intro icebreaker. I'm (laughs) like, okay, Mark, don't don't be too excited. (laughs) Let him come to you. You're telling yourself all this textbook shit, right? (laughs) And but I know and it's not like an ace in the hole, but I did do first daughter with Katie Holmes. Okay. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, there's a there it is. There's your marriage. I'm like, okay, when it gets to that, I can I can kind of lay that lay that in when it organically happens. So we get there. I'm like, all right, you know, just 
again, same phrase, stealing Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino, bitch, be cool. um, So I'm going to call a timeout because I'm to the point that you guys all want to hear. But I would like to take another one minute tangent. Please. You, Uh. you. You may. You've got me so. Set up this you've moment. been teasing. I'm so this, ready this, this right now. You're there. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. I, don't there. I, don't, I don't believe in foreplay. I believe in eight play. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be oh. like, yeah. Okay. I, we are making so, babies I, in just a minute I, here. I, so. I don't think we could have predicted the Blucas episode would be longer than the Eyes Wide Shut two-parter, <laughs> but go on, please. And it is. <laughs> so growing up in Western Pennsylvania, Jeff, we've had this conversation about Top Gun and Impact. It's like you grow up, you grow up there in the 80s. You did three things. You hunt, you play football, you listen to Bon Jovi. It's just it's just what you did. Right. And so if there were two middle school, high school, impressionable icons of celebrity and rock and movies, it's Tom Cruise and and John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, changed my life. It's all I listened to. I had the tape. uh, It's all. I And so. JBJ has his grandmother lives in Erie, Pennsylvania. So he did a show here. So Slippery When Wet comes and we go to the concert at Erie Stadium, which is like an open football field house, general admission on the field. And the one guy in my school who's kind of like one of those guys that like like psycho that have a switch like you don't know what's going to happen, who I never hung out with. But I met at the concert. He's like, let's go to the front. I'm like, sure, Matt, Matt Saunders. I'm like, let's go. And we started walking and somebody pushed him and he just like jacked this dude. I'm talking blood. And it was like the Red, it was like the red Sea right to Richie Sambora. I'm like, fuck, yeah, get right to the front. And I know. So, I know. A couple of those we guys back in Milwaukee. I know those guys. Yep. You know that you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Like the sweetest guys on the planet, but if the yeah. switch yeah. happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so we're there, and here I am. I'm fairly tall. I got long, gangly arms. I'm putting my hand up, and John and Rich, everybody's high-fiving me the whole show because it's the tallest arm up there. I'm right in the front. John, wanted dead or alive, boom, bust down goes. His sunglasses fall out of his shirt. I jump up and I snatch the fuckers and I put them down my pants because I don't want to get my ass. That's where you put them. Somebody to take them. That's where you put them. Of course you do. And so for high school, I have John Bon sunglasses. He gives an interview on MTV and they were like, how was the show? And he's like, it was amazing, but I lost my favorite pair of sunglasses in Erie, Pennsylvania. <gasps> now, we didn't have cable in high school, but all my friends that had it are telling me like he fucking said it on the he said it on MTV that he lost it. And it's the ones he's wearing on the bus and wanted dead or alive. And so I get to Hollywood and I go start doing all this thing. And then John suddenly wants to act. And I tell myself, if I ever meet him, I got to tell him the story. Yeah. Right now, again. Think about this. Tim Duncan, Grant, like I, I'm not a star. star. I've been around enough like like hugely successful people yeah. that it's like I don't really get starstruck. So I'm a plus one in a relationship where I'm having like a seven person dinner with freaking Bon Jovi. And the people who invite him are his agents know I'm a fan and seat him directly across from me. This is the greatest story of my life. Uh, We get to that point in the dinner where I feel like I have a window, like the dinner's kind of done and he's not talking right with somebody. I'm like, hey, John, I got to, I just got to tell you. And I tried to take a breath. You guys, actors, you guys know you slow yourself down. You try, but I know I was fucking flush. I got through it pretty quick. And so I ended up getting your sunglasses. He's like, oh, and turned. (gasps) Oh no. And it failed miserably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the and worst. I was like, oh no. And and he could oh. have been cooler, but I'm sure my delivery and my my performance could have been better. 
but it was genuine. Like, there's no question. It was like a genuine fan moment. That's all he cut, gave. That's all he cut, gave. That's all. That's all he gave. Cut oh. to the diner. Cut to the diner in Boston, and I'm about to meet Tom Cruise. Idol, the the second person that, if I had to guess, people I could get a little fucked up. JBJ by and Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm like, Mark, do not have a JBJ moment right now. <laughs> it's hard not to crack bad dad jokes. Like I was living on a prayer, but I won't. <laughs> um, so in, in walks Tom and I'm like, Mark, play it cool. And I, like a dart, I'm talking like a barracuda through water. Just shot through the heart. Teeth. Thank you. Thank Sorry, you couldn't help so it. Much. Couldn't help it. I just needed no, one. Keep going. No, yep. I, I, I was so. I just needed one. Um, now, dead or alive, tears. I will get through this. I'm sorry. Keep going. Now, Keep now going. I have the tears. Um, <laughs> and so, I, I'm, I'm talking. He beelines for me, and it was <sighs> what I was not expecting at all. He's like, Mark, you did a movie with my wife, Kate. She's on a plane. She's on her way here. She's really excited to see you. She's like, this is awesome. So glad you're here. I saw your tape. It's amazing. This is going to be great. How's, how's your trip in? How's it going? Are you good? You know, cause as, again, oh. as everybody has said, like he has mastered the art of the look away on camera, but not in person. <laughs> there is no look away. It's you, you, it's you. And that is the, <clears throat> and again, that's why everybody responds. You are the only person in the atmosphere Fuck. when you're with Tom. And it doesn't matter the handlers. It doesn't. It doesn't matter the the periphery. It, none of that matters. Like it's just about you. He does some level of whether it's research or just info, or he does his homework, as we all know. That I was like, of course he knew about Kate and I doing a movie together. Right. Holy like it, you know, like why would I think he wouldn't have known that? Um, and so the night before. I had been walking around Boston and I went to a fire. I play a firefighter. I had been. Um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. So that was just rehearsal. We just get through the dialogue on the page again. I'm trying to like downshift because I feel like I'm going 100 fucking miles an hour. Um, <laughs> but again, like like so many people on your show have said, it's so. It's this weird. He's like, you know, it's like this oxymoron. It's like jump. He's like jumbo shrimp. It's like this massive amount of energy and positivity and focus and intensity, but yet makes you feel at home and part of the team and like you're not inferior. And it's it's an amazing skill that he right. has as a human being to 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 be able to make you feel that important when you're not. Right, right. So you're not um, overwhelmed, but you still know you're in the presence of Tom Cruise and mangled and Cameron Diaz. And sure. It's, which it's, we haven't even said her name yet, which is what makes him so incredible. It's like, here you are with one of the most right. famous actresses of the yep. world. That's right. And so <clears throat> we go through this like semi, just like half rehearsal talk lines, see the space. And there was one moment in that, as we were all talking about the scene and now that you guys know a little of my background and that six two shooting guard introduction, which I'll be forever <laughs> grateful for. Um, but I'll, I'll often go to the sports analogy on the set. Um, and so I said to Mangold, it's like I always look I always read and saw this scene as me trying to protect my girl when the new alpha male comes in. But then 
the charm and the charisma of Tom and, and his character coming into play. Suddenly it's two buddies watching sports and you could care less about the girl in the room. <laughs> right. Like it just totally shifts who Rodney's allegiances are kind of with. <laughs> yes. And they're like, that's perfect. That's perfect. And Tom's like, I love that. It's like, he's like, that's exactly, he's like, and we'll find that and we'll do it. And so we, we finished that day and I get that kind of like, I lose <coughs> my TC virginity. I'm like, okay, like that was amazing. And what was a great about it was it wasn't like, and we've all been there before. It's like you show up and you like have to act right away. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a full blown rehearsal, but I had the day to go like shake that energy. Yeah. You know, and I didn't have to, it was a blessing. Yeah. You're not forced into this thing where, you know, it's as if they know, they they know like this guy's going to be overwhelmed. Let's get them. I get uh, all get of a sudden it's and, noon and, and you're do completely it. done. Like this thing you've built up in your head for weeks. It's like, I'm going to do this. And it's noon. It's like, it's, it's, right. it's the fear of all it's of over. us actors. Yeah. We feel right. all fear that. And so my first day is at a scene with, uh, is a scene with Cameron Diaz where I come and knock on her apartment and yeah. I'm walking, I'm walking up a hill and behind a very steep about, hill. It looks steep, steep in hill. the movie. I, I was, I was looking, I was thinking about my cardio looking at the hill. I, I was like, <laughs> mm, um, and about a mile behind me is Boston Harbor. And, you know, it's like day one. I've never worked with Mangold before. And for me, I don't know how I mean, maybe you guys feel differently. But but in a situation like this, I, I kind of want to go second. I want to see how he directs yes. another actor. I just kind of want to watch the, the yes. dynamics and the sure. protocol. Does he yell it from the monitor? Does he come up? Is it fast? Is it slow? Like, I just want to kind of take it in to know what the beast is. Right. Um, it's like getting a scouting report. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, yeah. You just kind of want to see it. Right, right. Did you ask? Did you ask or were you just hoping? I was just hoping. Yeah. You can't ask. If it's your first answer, you can't ask. Excuse me, James. Do you mind if I go second? Hey, James, uh, Cameron's going to go first, okay? Cameron's going to go first. <laughs> there, there will be no requests by Mark Lucas on this set. I'm not even asking for a fucking water. I'll go get that shit myself. And can I get this water cold, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So as they're setting up the shot, and, and we, we rehearse it and they're setting it up and then behind me is Boston Harbor. But again, it's like a mile away. <laughs> well, in the shot is one of the fire department like, you know, hose boats. And they've got like all 12 guns going. There's just spraying water all over the place. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, shoot the shit now. Look at that background. That's amazing. <laughs> all of a sudden I hear a PA move the boat 100 yards north. I'm like, it's a Tom Cruise movie. Of course they own the boat of course. a mile away in the background. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my God. Uh, Could we part these clouds in the sky, please? We're going to a little more sun. Yeah, that was moment one of the, just the scope and scale Whoa. of sure. this, right? That's and great. so I'm first. I'm like, motherfucker. And we, we, do, we start doing takes. Well, coming from like a bunch of like, television shows and I had been on a run of like million dollar indie movies, you get your two or three takes and you're done. And you are done. By take seven, the insecurity monster comes and I'm like, I'm going to get fucking fired. Right. I haven't done seven takes in th- four years on anything. And Mangold, this is what he's a master at. You guys probably have witnessed this in your guys' careers too. It's like some, some directors can only see inside the box and only look at the technical. Some people just care about performance and the shot looks like shit. And every single take, Mangle had two notes for, for, for actors and two notes for camera. 
Hey, when he passes the letter, pan down and get it. Hey, Mark, when in this one at this one line here, make sure you make, you know, and then and then give like so specific, just two things. That's all people can really hang on to. Sure. In every take, dialing in exactly kind of what it is. Well, then we turn around, do Cameron, and on the first take, and they again they have been shooting, so they had a friendship. I don't want to make this to sound to sound like a bad thing because they were they were tight, uh, Cameron and and Mangold. But like from the monitor, Mangold's going, I don't believe you. Do it again. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, oh. I'm like, if I would have seen that first, I'd have been fucking fine. It would have been, <laughs> no, been like no big deal if you're going to be yelling shit from the monitor. Of um, course. OK, guys, we'll be right back with Mark talking more about Tom Cruise. Give us one second because we are so excited. <laughs> We're back with Mark Lucas, who is about to tell us about the famed diner scene with Tom Cruise. Go. So the day before I had off, which was lucky. So I went out to the Boston uh, Fire Department guys because uh, I'm playing a firefighter and I'm like, hey, guys, just like just I'm just trying to get extra information because, again, Mangold and Cruise had just set up this dynamic of collaboration and work together and we're all equals. And so I was like, guys, what like down to the, like getting very specific, like what engine number in Boston would it be if if I was to like go to like wh what's where's the dream house? Like what what company do I want to be a part of that gets the most activity? Like, oh, they're like, oh, they call it the House of Flames. It's down here. Awesome. And I'm like, oh, OK, that's great. And they're like, it would be engine 10 would be the you know, I'm like, OK, and I'm, and I'm just writing all this stuff down. So I get to set the next day. I'm a little cooler, a, a little. Um, <laughs> Take notes, Jeff. Take notes. And, How do you do but that? Now, but now, like, base camp is set up, which it wasn't there that way before. It was just, I was just, someone brought me to a diner and someone it's brought rehearsal. Tom. Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now base camp is set up, and there's a compound with a black prevost right in the middle i'm like there's tc's trailer uh, <laughs> yeah how did base camp compare on tom cruise's set versus those million dollar indies and there's your budget right there <laughs> there it because, is you know it's kind of boxed in and, and again this was a while ago so he's got like an assistant out front with a table and the door can only close so way because there's a there's an assistant remember like the teletext like there's a there's someone with a with a like a little typewriter out front, but it's connected to a monitor inside Tom's motorhome. So somebody comes to get Tom. It's like, and like no one, not, you don't knock on the door. That that could be. Oh, true. you don't even knock. You, you, there's no knocking. And so I think just something flashes up on the uh, on the on the screen. Yeah. It's funny because people pe people usually just throw a rock at Jeff's door. Just. <laughs> Go to set. <laughs> so I get a bunch. I get a bunch of info from Boston, the PD or the fire department. I get there. There's base camp. There's this thing. Joel, as we talked about, I'm in the middle of restoring this old Airstream motorhome. Wow. There was the pinnacle of motorhomes. I'm like, boy, it would be nice to see inside of that bad boy. Yeah. And what's behind the really behind the curtain. Yeah. But I can't go there. And we get to the set and we're getting ready to hearse. And I pull Mangold and Cruz aside. And I said, hey, guys, like for what it's worth, actually, it was just Tom. It, it, it wasn't even mangled yet because I, I, I needed to run it through him first. And because, again, we we all have these preconceives, as I'm sure you guys do. But now you're seeing behind the curtain more because you've talked to so many people about that have met him and know him. Yeah. But it's like in my mind, 
I was like, this is a fail. This is what this was a risk to me because there's so much preparation and so much work that he puts in to the script as a producer, as you know, like he, he's such a force with story. And I was like, this could be dangerous, even though I know he's a stickler for authenticity and wanting to get shit right. I was like, OK, that's what gave me the like courage to go up and say it. So I just said, hey, Tom, I said, look, if it matters, I went and talked to Boston Fire Department guys yesterday. And and again, I'm thinking to myself, it's going to be like, Mark, we have a script. Right. And this is what we're going to do. OK. And, and so I, I was I was a little freaking out, but I was like, hey, look, I talked to those guys. He goes, oh, yeah. What they say? And I'm like, well, it would be engine 10. You kind of want to get transferred to House of Flames, but you got to take a test. You got to got to do. He's like, Mark, this is great. This is great. We'll, we'll use this in the scene. Oh, yeah. And I like, must have been so okay. relieved. <laughs> I, I was relieved, but I didn't know if or how it was going to be used because you don't if I don't picture Tom Cruise as an improv person. Sure. We have a plan. We have a script. I've worked my ass off it. I sleep fucking 20 minutes a day. <laughs> so he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. So we start to shoot the scene and it starts this scene in the diner just on Cameron and I, and I'm just talking these silly things about taking a trip together. And suddenly the news clip comes on and Cameron starts watching that and kind of not paying attention and in walks Tom. And again, another thing I'm thinking is like, okay, I'm six, three, like, I don't know. I was thinking I was going to be recast. I was like, it might be a little too big and broad. You're, you're hunching a lot that day. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to slouch, I'm going to slouch my fucking ass <laughs> off. And, um, and, but of course we're sitting down. I'm like, of course we are. Of course uh. he knew I did a movie with Kate. Um, <laughs> so we're sitting in the diner in walks Tom. He pulls up the chair. He puts the shit backwards. He's already cooler than I'll ever be. He sits down and, He's like talking to Tom. I'm like, who's this? And I'm trying to play tough. And all of a sudden, Tom starts throwing out. He's like, hey, did you take a test? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how's that? I'm like, well, that was a bitch. He's like, yeah, was it? He's like, and then what about over here? He's like, oh, you do want to get transferred? What do you want, Engine 10? He starts bringing up all the shit. Amazing. I had told him an hour before. You're an Engine 10. Yeah, Engine 10. Yeah. Have you taken your lieutenant's exam yet? Ugh. That's a bitch. Is it, <laughs> yeah. Do you have to do a tour in that hall? What is it? Oh, Grove uh, Hall. That's that's where the action is. That's the fastest way up the ladder. <laughs> House of Flames. <laughs> that was all improv. It, it, it was all improv. And oh. Mangled's dying. They're like Mangled is the monitor dying. He's like, keep going, keep going. And he's like, you want to go there? What what is the name of that? I'm like, oh yeah, House of Flames. And and Cruz is cracking up off camera. And we're just we're just going and he's repeating it two or three times to get the line clean like such a pro. Oh, yeah. So much improv, so much like just again, it's what everybody says. He's going for it. He's intense. He's right there with you. There's no one else there. He's making sure you get it right. He's repeating a few lines like doing them in a series. He's like, what was that? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he starts he he snorts. He's like and he does it again. And like we're, we're it's truly Forgetting the fact of who he is, which is impossible, the best professional experience you could possibly have. Yeah. It's collaborative. It's creative. It's fun. It's dynamic. It's intelligent. It's it's free. It's open. It's loose. It's we're having a great time as we're doing it. Yep. And well, there it there it is right there. You just said it, which I think is the main thing. It sounds like he just it's having fun. It's enjoying this. It's the best. And I. 
and, and, and I think we all know him. And, and I think that's where our DNAs are a little bit alike. Not, not Nope, 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 nope. Jeff him. and I do not. Jeff and for I do not. For the record. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's what I'd said about the Pleasantville story. It's like people that work hard and have fun doing it. it, yeah. it like that's important to me. Like you won't outwork me. I was a little white kid that played professional basketball. Like I'm, I, I'll, you, I, I might not be talented enough, but it's not going to be from lack of effort. Right. <laughs> um, and so I think that that's, that's a similar thing. And so the idea that I was, I came prepared, I knew it, but I was open to let it go and just kind of, you know, have let it kind of come and happen. And he starts to improv and I just start rolling with it. And I'm looking over at Cameron and laughing and we're all cracking up and Mangold and Kathy Conrad are just, who's, you know, Mangold's producing partner and wife at the time at the monitor laughing, saying, go, just keep going, do oh. it. And so we just kept going. And then we get to my close up and we kind of keep shooting it and we do it and we finish. Jeff, get the tissues ready. Okay. Okay. Brace yourself. Here we go. Very excited. Here, I got a pair of pants that don't fit anymore. I'll use the these. Ex- the experience could have stopped right there. Uh-huh. I, I would have needed not one other Tom Cruise moment. Mm-hmm. He's like, Mark. Mm-hmm. He gets, he comes into TC intimate zone. <laughs> Here we go. Amazing. And gives me the need for speed. High five after my close up. The one, two. The top to bottom? The one, two. He gave you the one, two. The top to bottom. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? Just the, the little boy in Jeff is just is just crying, crying and tears. And in, in this, this, if nothing else, whatever the conversations are, how he's been screwed by the Academy, yep. whatever the critics may say, if there was an ever a moment when Tom Cruise was present as an actor, <laughs> he saw in my eyes how badly I wanted that high five. <laughs> 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 like that one. Yeah. And so in recounting this to my buddies or anybody that had asked, it was like, I'm trying to be, look, as a professional, it gets no better. Like collaborative, like great, gives it to you off camera, the whole thing. As a fan, to get the fucking need for speed high five after your close oh my up, God. career over. That's, that's it. Nothing. That's it, man. Nothing will be better. So that's the climax, but the story's not over. No, no, no. We go outside. We're rehearsing like I go to chase him. He's getting away with Cameron. I go out. He's like, Rodney, don't do it. And he pulls up the gun and he's like, boom. And I told you. And... We again, this was just like a, 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 a an in the moment thing where he shoots me and Mangold's like, go down. And I'm like, well, what if I delay it? And Tom's <laughs> like, delay it, delay it. So I delay it. He comes and grabs my arm. He helps you down. The help down has got honestly got to be one of my top 10 favorite things it's, that he's oh, ever done in a movie. That's yeah, why I think I, it's the funniest, the funniest moment in, in, in for me in, in any time cruise move. Well, when I, I since like I've seen Mangold probably two or three times and every single time I see him, he'll say that was hands down my favorite scene of the movie. Like yep. you guys <laughs> yeah. in that diner are, are so good. Um, oh, the you good, you good. You thumbs good? up. It's just when he's backing away from you and he's like, he was like, you're probably, you're probably going to get the promotion or, or, or whatever you're, it is. You're going to win an award for the, yeah, you're going to win an award for this. You're gonna win an award. You're gonna, you good. You good. I, the first time I saw that, I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. I couldn't watch the next two minutes because I was laughing so hard. And again, it's so set up because of the freedom he gives you when he meets you and and does this, right? That right. he's like, are you good? Are you good? And there's no scripted response. So right up in front of my face and right to Tom's face, 
I give him like a fucking Top Gun <laughs> thumbs up because I have to. Yeah. And he fucking cracks up. He's like, you got to do it. He, we just did, I did it in the first rehearsal. He's like, do that. He's dude, fucking do it. I just can't laugh. He's like, do it. And <laughs> so, so we did it. So we have a great time. I finish and they pull off like, you know, he gets in like the Volvo and they like do like a fishtail around a thing and drive off. Right. And I am certainly wrapped, but not leaving set because I'm allowed <laughs> on it. Yeah. Um, and I watch this and it just again, the, you see the producer and you see, you know, you, you would just never challenge what Mangold sees and wants in the editing room or anything else. But Tom's also cutting the movie and thinking all these things, too. And I'll just never forget, like they're getting ready in the car. Cameron gets in. Tom's he's like, get in. And 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 they go. And Mangold's like, okay, great. I got what I need. Let's move on. He's like, Jim, you're going to want this shot. Just right here in the editing room. Trust me. I think you got to get one shot right here coming through the window when she gets in and boom, when we pull away. And so they do one more setup and and do it. It just goes to, it shows you how many levels in which he's thinking and seeing the story. Right. So picture wrap. I'm done. I have a little bit of confidence from it. I'm like, Hey, Tom, (laughs) Uh, oh god here we go oh god look i'm restoring i'm restoring this motorhome is there any chance i could check yours out (laughs) he's like yeah come over come on in come in now or i'm just i'm gonna wrap in like 10 minutes stick around (sighs) okay and (laughs) um so i go to base camp here's the death star i mean it's it is black it is just tinted and there's the the girl at the front, and I'm like, hey, Tom told me to come by, Mark. Okay, boom, a door swings open. Mark, come on in, buddy. Come in. <laughs> and I go in, and now it's all white. And you know, it's it's got the slide outs out, and you know, it's got this giant TV set up with like, you know, every technological AV system component necessary. Because I'm sure he's watching dailies. He's wa- like, again, it's this is a guy who's just he's working constantly, um, right. but is you know, but he's obviously struck gold because he's he's loves what he does. <laughs> and so it's not work to him, you know, and and he given me a tour of the motorhome. And again, Kate came to set. And so I felt like I was in. I think that's why he said yes, because I knew Kate and, you know, like sure. we were having all these conversations and talking about the movie we did together. And I mean, and it's like and the first thing that <laughs> crossed my mind in true like redneck fashion was he's got so many pictures of the family and in like of his life up on the walls of the motorhome and all these things. And I'm like, like I'm talking picture frames and like there's, there's candles, like it's decorated like a house. I'm like, every time the guy who has to move this motorhome, yep. he's got two hours to tuck and put this shit yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's got to get, he's just got to go right to the next location and start hanging pictures. again. Yep. Cause you ain't driving down the road with all that shit like that. God, I'd never, I really never thought about that, but you're absolutely right. I, I mean, it was so set up again with the, with the way, with the intensity in which he goes, like, I'm sure it's about creating a homey space where he can go and, and check out when he has to check out. And there's the trailer with the gym and then the trailer with the assistants and the, you know, like the food and people bring him like a Tupperware of food, like a 10, 10 is when he eats his pasta with, with, with boom, boom, they're in, there's a spoon, there's a boom, he boom, hand it off. Like it is, it is, everything is so scheduled with his staff. It's such a well-oiled machine. Um, so that it, it's like picture wrap on me. 
I say my goodbyes. I thank Mangold and Kathy and obviously Cameron and who was uh, uh, amazing to work with, too. Um, and obviously Tom and, uh, you know, they're on to the next and I leave. I get a call a few days later. Mangold saying, Mark, we, we got some more stuff. We want to bring you back. Fuck yeah. Ugh, <sighs> it gets no better. Yes. So I go back to Boston for a week. And this was when um, Cameron's sister gets married. There's a wedding scene. Yeah. The wedding scene. I, don't yeah, have yeah. A, I don't have I don't have a lick of dialogue. I'm just there giving a They wanted to pay that they pay off like Cruz and I's relationship or the camera and I were OK. <laughs> and I get to I get back to Boston to go do this last last few days on the movie that they've invited me back for and written me into this wedding scene now. And as soon and I come to set and the set is it's the day that they're shooting the plane landing in the cornfield. Oh, Jesus. And <gasps> it, uh, right. It's just this crazy scene. They got this crane that has a boom on it. That it's, it's like four miles long. I've never seen anything like it to go across the top of the corn that gets into the thing. And I'm watching some of this monitor. I get it picked up from the airport. I go right to the monitor. And as soon as I get to the monitor, Jim, uh, Mango and Kathy Conrad, <laughs> they're turned. They're like, Cruz has been quoting you for two weeks. Every time we see him, he's like, House of Flames. He's like, Who, what are you talking about? He's like, all of your improv scenes. He's just been walking around quoting you for two weeks. <laughs> Jeff and I are going to hold each other after after we wrap here. We're going to hold each other for long embrace. Yeah. And yeah. And so we went and we did the wedding thing. And um, and, and again, it was just I didn't have a line. I, I, I didn't have a line, but I felt like I had a whole fucking four page monologue because of how the tone he sets. It's just because of kind of what he, and this is, this is the, this is the full circle Titanic story analogy I was, I was giving to you before, because the ending is, is what it, it's the best professional experience of every person's life. I don't have three pens in my mantle like Pollock does, but, um, <laughs> it's just, you can't, you can't script a better experience with any actor, let alone with uh, someone you've idolized, but also with just the single greatest movie star in the history of movies. Like, I, you know, I, I always used to say, like, there are some pockets of the world that people don't know who Will Smith is. There are no pockets of the world that don't, that someone doesn't know who Tom Cruise is. Exactly. I, it, there's nowhere. Yep. Yep. Um, we couldn't agree and, with you and, more. <laughs> and you can see why he is the way he is with his energy and with his, and his focus and intensity and passion and fun and commitment and levity and all of those things combined. Um, and how it doesn't certainly doesn't feel like an act because everyone has the same story, but how that can come across as someone that's so welcoming, welcoming and normalcy and not have some subtle power play in that is it's dependent. It's an amazing human feat, in my opinion, because he knows going in how much everybody look, how, how people see him. Right. Dude. Well, Mark, you did it. Mark uh, finally convinced me. Tom Cruise is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I did. Oh, this, this, it took this many. It took 20 episodes. That's it. I'm in. Alec, Alec is I'm finally in. in. Alec is I'm in, in. Guys. That I Alec is in. Does that mean I have to quit now? I, <laughs> no, know. no, it's okay. It's it, there are movies where the bad guy becomes the good guy. We've seen okay. it before. You know, yep. we've seen the really good switch. All right, good. Right. Yes, you've just taken Vader's mask off. No, no, no. It just it just means now, Alec. It just means that whatever happens, you have to stick around until we actually meet Tom Cruise. You can't quit yeah, for yeah. any reason until we actually meet Tom Cruise. Okay. And it's gonna it's gonna happen. Oh, uh, it's gonna happen, dude. This is 
one of the greatest moments of our life. I wanted to say, like, this is a great interview or thank you so much. But I couldn't figure out another way to sum it up. But it de- it definitely goes like our weddings our the birth of our children, maybe getting that like one really good commercial that I could buy a treadmill and then you. You know what I mean? So, no, this well, is I, look, it, look, it means the world one to have the invitation Two, it was really nice to walk down, you know, glory road there a little bit and go li- relive the old days, both as I guess as an athlete and what to this day I still consider my best prof- professional experience. And that that's awesome. And that's listed as Tom Cruise. And this is how he would have it as like lower down the line. It's because it was so collaborative. It was right. because it was so creative. It was because it was so fun and dynamic. It, it was all the things that he did. Like he's the common denominator yeah. in all of it, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I hope, I hope, I hope for that sake and for your guys's own fandom that you'll, the cross, the pass will cross and I'm sure they will. And for me, selfishly, if it doesn't happen for you, I hope <laughs> it happens for me again. So fuck it. <laughs> Well, here we are at the end of the Mark Blucas episode of Meeting Tom Cruise. We're gonna we're gonna hear from that guy again. I promise you. Um, I, I was listening, and I realized that one reason that maybe Mark has found more success mm-hmm. in his career th- that he's met Tom Cruise, things yeah. like that, yeah. is because he has so many skills that he's used that he's leveraged sure. to help him in his in his yeah, entertainment he, career. He builds he, things, he, basketball, basketball. He, yeah, a uh, little yeah. bit, a little bit. So my question is, are there skills that you guys have that you guys can think of that maybe you haven't fully leveraged well, sure. that could help you in your career? Is what that do you a got? Quet- <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Should we list them? I We're here. We got some credits to read, so why not? Meeting Tom Cruise is hosted by Jeff Meacham, Joel Johnstone, and me, Alec Lev. It's also produced by the same Alec Lev. I consistently craft a perfectly worded letter of complaint. (laughs) Our executive producers are Doug Matica and Dan Patrick. Our engineer and mixer is Alex Reeves for Point of Blue Studios. I can craft a very well-made scrambled egg. Editing by Alec Lev with additional editing by Alex Reeves. Have I ever shown you guys my eye wiggle before? Did I tell you that I can do this thing where I can wiggle my eyes really rapidly? No, you can't. Yeah, watch. Watch. If it, what, ready? Yeah! Did you see it? Did you see it? Put that down. Put that down, Alex. Is that a skill? Yeah, it is. Our music is by H. Scott Salinas and Matthew Atticus Berger. Artwork by Rebecca Montoy. I can tie my shoes. Oh, is that the phone ringing? I think it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Pinella for Workhouse Media. I can use a Phillips head screwdriver. That's a mating call right there, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> that is amazing. You just impregnated 10 ladies. We are a production of Meeting So-and-So in association with Workhouse Media. Find us online at Meeting Cruise on Instagram and Twitter. Check out our website and show notes at meetingtomcruise.com. And you can email us at contact at meetingtomcruise.com. I'm very good at mowing my own lawn. I grew up doing lawn mowing and and, and mulch shoveling in high school. I did a mulch shuffling. Nope. 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 Lost it. No. Blew it. No. Go back. Just go back to reading credits. (laughs) If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. Five stars are much appreciated. And write a review. It really helps people to find the show, and we just might read it on the air. Meeting Tom Cruise was created by Jeff Meacham and Alec Lev.
You guys, you guys, I can really break a promise. (laughs) (laughs) Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. Or I kill myself and then hurt. (laughs) 